0: Welcome to the CMC podcast. CMC is one of Brisbane and Australia's leading Bible colleges. We combine a dedication to Christian truth with a passion for spirit life and a commitment to academic excellence. You'll be hearing from a variety of students, lecturers, pastors and team here at CMC. We pray that these episodes inspire you and help you to influence your world for good and for God. Enjoy. The title of the message will be, You are not the main character. Say to your neighbor, you are not the main character. <laughs> so good. I find whenever I, uh, whenever I watch a movie, I tend to identify or look for myself in the main character. Um, I know whenever, um, whenever I see Kate watching one of these Disney movies with the princesses she straight away identifies with the princess. But she goes more, she goes beyond that. She's not just identifying with the princess and go, ah, this is a good movie. She becomes the princess. She somehow, after one viewing, will remember the full song of every, every lyric and every song in the movie, and she will become, she will go into her world being the main character of this movie. I find when, um, whenever I watch things like Top Gun, <laughs> I don't just watch Top Gun. I don't just see it and go, wow, that was a great film. Wow. Kate, that was a great film, don't you think? Yes, that was a great film. And just go on about my work. No, I, I become Maverick. I, I I leave the thing and I'm even like I'm even imagining the the sounds of the of the jet. I'm in my car pretending like I'm flying one of those jets. I even try to break into the air force just down there, but they've got pretty good security, so I don't advise to do that. Um, not really. <laughs> um, whenever Taylor Swift or Beyonce comes on, the ladies go crazy. They sing these songs and obviously identifies that they themselves are living embodying a love story and that their boyfriends should have put a ring on it we live in a society that believes that they are the main characters of this story the hero in one movie is the villain is the villain in another movie the heroes in fast and furious are the villains in bad boys <laughs> The heroes of the Godfather and Goodfellas are the villains in Highwaymen. The heroes in Mean Girls are the villains in Touched by an Angel. <laughs> to all the, all the guys that have ever seen that one, that's a great one. Touched by an Angel. Each person measuring themselves against the main character that they identify with. And measuring other people by the same standard of good and evil. This is where they get the concept of subjective truth my main character is right and your main character is wrong the hero in my main in my movies <laughs> are not the hero in your movies but they're the hero for me and people start having these different truths right and that's where the whole concept of my truth is different from your truth comes from my measurement of good and evil is different from your measurement of good and evil. Unfortunately, this is not what we believe as Christians. The truth is that we are not the main character. God is. But as Christians, we believe that there is an objective truth. His name is Jesus, and He is the main character. He is the ultimate measure of good and evil. Which brings me to my first point. Is everyone ready? Ready? This is good with everyone. We were never made to be the main character. The truth is that we were never made to be the main character. The devil actually got kicked out of heaven because he wanted to be the main character. The truth is that Adam and Eve fell because they wanted to be the main character. The devil tempted them. He said, you know what, if you guys guys want to be like God, have this fruit. They wanted to be like the main character in a bad way. And that's how they fell. I mean, I always think how the, um, how the Israelites, how they fell from, um, like Moses was around, they're worshipping God, they're following God, God split this giant ocean. How they went from that to, to literally collecting gold, putting it all together and building a golden calf. I don't know if anyone else is like that, but I, I kind of wonder, how could they, within 40 days, go from worshipping God to building this altar of worship to this pagan thing, how did they go so quick? But then I realized, actually, we do that all the time. I realized how quickly we abandon the ways of God for the ways of man. How quickly we set up other things as our main character instead of God. How often we make relationships our main character. How often we make our main character. How often we make work our main character how often we can make our title our main character, how often we can make our cars our main character, (laughs) how often we can make money our main character, or even how often we can make our health our main character. I haven't found people that would make their own intellect their main character. Their Their own reasoning would be their main character. So when we lose our main character our movie tends to lose its point so when we lose things like that relationship or things like that job or things like our title our movie loses its purpose and what a shame it is if our movie loses its purpose because we lost the car because we lost the job my friends our main character should be jesus jesus is our tom cruise He is our maverick. Hypothetically, of course, Jesus is much greater than Tom Cruise. (laughs) Just thought I'd say that. Um, Matthew 6 verse 24 through, oh, just 24. No one can serve two masters. Either you will hate the one and love the other, or you will be devoted to one and despise the other. You cannot serve both money and God. No one can have two main characters. No one can have two main characters. You can only have one. For some of us, even we're our own main character. We think we're the best thing since, since white on rice. <laughs> we can sometimes make ourselves our own main character. And what a shame. Because you're going to let yourself down. We make, ter- we make for terrible main characters. <laughs> because life tends to orientate around your main character or your own personal hierarchy of values. So when we have a big day of work, do we still spend time with God? When we like a girl or a boy, (laughs) is is our first criteria their faith? Is regular prayer a conviction for our family? I find when life gets busy, our faith is the first thing to go. Church attendance is the first thing to get abandoned. Church, let's be the difference. Let's be the difference. Let's change that. Let's put God as our main character. The thing that we oriented our whole life around, our whole being, all of our relationships, all of our career choices. Would we make God our main character? There's this man, um, there's this uh, pastor by the name of Yongy Cho, Dr. Yongy Cho, And he actually ran the world's largest church. It had 800,000 people in it. Let me say that again. It had 800,000 people in it. And this guy would pray for five hours a day. Now, they asked him, well, he's pastoring 800,000 people. That would be a pretty busy lifestyle to have. I asked him, like, what if you get a very busy day or a very big day that just pulls you all over the place? What do you do with that whole prayer thing? He just said, look, I'll just have to get up earlier. I'll just have to wake up early. If I've got a big day, I just have to get up earlier. There's a man that had a conviction that God is his main character. God is in charge of his whole life. God is... God is what's most important in his world. Let's do that, friends. Let's make God the main thing. I've got a big day of work. You might just have to get up earlier. Oh, we've got a lot of things. We're going traveling with the family. Let's just get up earlier when we're over there. Let's make a conviction. Hey, let's do some Bible study once a week with the family. I encourage more, but if, you, if you're just starting out, start with something. Start by slowly and surely just building God into your main character, into your world. Would we be a church that prioritise our main character, Jesus? Which brings me to point two. How to read about the main character. When reading the Bible, I find that we have this uh, propensity to, um, to read all the good bits into ourselves. <laughs> you know, we read all the great stories and all the miraculous thing and all the great faith and all the good sides of the Bible and we're like, yes, I'm doing that. And then all the bad sides of the Bible, we tend to think about all these people that we know that aren't doing that, right? <laughs> we start thinking of names and examples. They start flooding into our mind. Um, I, think, I think this is actually not the right way to read the Bible, I think that we should maybe start finding some of, the, um, some of the bad sides and allow ourselves to get convicted by them. I love, we read the stories of David slaying the giant and we tell ourselves, we too can slay our giants. We have that ability. And we read about Judas betraying Jesus and we slam him. I can't believe that this man would betray Jesus like that. We read about Peter walking on water and we think, man, if I was there, I would have been doing cartwheels. I would have been moving in full faith. I would have been running around, rope jumping, you know. But then we think about all the guys in the boat and we're like, oh, those guys need to lift their faith. (laughs) Those guys, what are they doing? The truth is that each and every one of us have stayed in the boat, denied Jesus, stood by as giants mocked Christ, and moved in disobedience. We have all been Pharisees and we have all fallen short of the glory. We would make for terrible main characters. But, but in Christ, we have those victories. We can walk on the water. We can slay the giants and see incredible miracles in Christ. Submitting unto Jesus. Making Him our main character. Matthew 16, verse 24 through 25. Then Jesus said to his disciples, whoever wants to be my disciple must deny themselves and take up their cross and follow me. For Whoever whoever wants to save their life will lose it. But whoever loses their life for me will find it. To follow God is to displace ourselves as the main characters. To really follow him. Now, when we read the Word, it should be encouraging that in Him, we can walk in that freedom. When we read the Word, we can recognize how awesome Jesus is, how incredible Jesus is. And we can allow that to inspire us to go, man, if I just would make Jesus my king, make Him my main character, I can walk in that freedom. That is the freedom that is freely given to us. We just have to receive it. But on the other hand, we should also read the Word and allow it to convict us, allow it to make us a little bit uncomfortable. I genuinely believe that if we're reading the Word and it doesn't make us a little bit uncomfortable, I don't think we're reading it right. (laughs) There should be an element where we get a bit uncomfortable because we've not made it yet. We're not in heaven. We're not fully um, glorified. We're not made into that perfect new vessels. We're still, the, we're, still, we're still walking in some sins. So when we're reading the word, we should allow that to just, oh man, Lord, did I, did I walk in faith? Am I still in the boat, God? And even if I've gotten out already, there's another boat. <laughs> I've found that God will keep asking you to get out of more and more boats. You just keep jumping out and then you find yourself in another boat and then you've got to jump out of that. Would we allow the Word of God to challenge us? Would we be a church that would prioritize our main character, Jesus? Which brings me to my final point, and if the band actually wants to come up. I love the encounter that Moses has with God. Here God is asking Moses to lead an entire nation out of slavery. He's leading, he's asking him, hey, I, I, I've, I've seen my people, I've heard their cry. I'm using you to go lead them out. I want you to take up the call of God. Now for some of us, we've had certain calls from God and they might, they might have seemed quite intimidating, quite big. But here, and we might have had this response. We read in, in Exodus 4 verse 10 through to 11. Moses said to the Lord, pardon your servant, Lord. I have never been eloquent, neither in the past nor since you have spoken to your servant. I am slow of speech and tongue. The Lord said to him, Who gave human beings their mouths? Who makes them deaf or mute? Who gives them sight or makes them blind? Is it not I, the Lord? Now go. I'll keep you, I will help you speak, and will teach you what to say. If we were really honest, some of us, as we've heard God speak to us, as we've heard a, an invitation, we've been like, "Man, Lord, I don't, I don't think I'm good enough for that. I don't think I can actually do that." I mean, Moses had a stutter. He's going, "Lord, you want me to go speak to Pharaoh, the leader of the world's superpower? I've got a stutter." You know, Moses. Moses understood. The weight of the call. And he said, Lord, I can't, I can't be the main character here. I have all these weaknesses. I have all these flaws. God, use another main character. And sometimes for us as, as, as 21st century Christians, we can read Exodus and go, man, Moses was the main character of that book. Moses really moved by faith. Look at Moses. But what he missed was, and what God is really saying in this verse, is that actually, Moses, you're you're missing it. You're not actually the main character. Who made the human mouth? (laughs) Who made, who formed this world with a word? Who, Who formed everything around you? The call of God is not for the main character. It is from the main character. Friends, we are not the main character. If God has called you for things, great things, He has not called you to be the main character. God will never ask you to be the main character. He will ask you to make Him the main character in your world though. To take Him into your world. To take life, love, the embodiment of love, to take that into your world. Joy, To take that into your world. God invites us to introduce him to our world. It is not in our strength, but in our weakness where God is made strong. If God calls you, it is not about you and how great you are. It's about him and how great he is. You know, when Kate and I um, were um, on our honeymoon, we went to the zoo and we went to the bird show there were these birds and they'd throw the raw chicken and these hawks, it was so cool. These hawks would like swoop in, catch them. And then they'd throw another one and they'd throw a few because there was a few and they'd do these cool acrobatics. And then they announced this, this hawk, they called it firehawks. These are firehawks. And obviously me being a Pentecostal, I got really excited. I was like, firehawks, I haven't heard of that. Firehawks. It consisted of three birds. I actually wrote it down. Um, the, the black kite, the whistling kite, and the brown falcon. And what these birds would do is when there's a bushfire, they're actually quite local to here. They're sort of out towards Esk and here. These birds would, when there's a bushfire, these birds would fly to the edge of the fire pick up a hot twig, a twig that's literally on fire with their claws, they'd fly 500 meters roughly, and drop it, and extend the bushfire. Now what would happen is when they would drop this twig, all these animals would start rushing away from their little habitats, and the hawks would swoop down, it'd be like a feeding frenzy. We're going to catch these little critters and these little creepy crawlies and all sorts of things. It becomes a a feeding frenzy. I believe we are called to be like these firehawks. We're not called to necessarily be the fire. But we're called to swoop down into the presence of God. To pick up a twig. With the anointing, to get a fresh word, to get, to get God's presence, his anointing, the manifest presence of God. Get it on us and then go into our world and just start dropping off these twigs. Just start dropping off the presence of God in our own lives. Some areas that are dry, some areas that don't have, don't have that anointing, some areas that we've not given to God. We're called to again take take Scripture, take the inspired Word of God and take them into that area and just drop them off. God, would you speak to me? I've been quick to anger recently, Lord. Would you challenge that? What does the Word say about that? I need that to break off me. Oh, I've been, I've been, I've been quite fearful recently. Well, what does the Word say about that? And just picking up, again, going to the edge of the fire picking up twigs and just dropping them off. We're called to be carriers of the presence of God. We're called to go into the presence of God, His Word, to church, to worship God and catch some of the great anointing and take it into our world. And it's amazing what you see coming out when you start taking the Word into the place. Like those little critters, those things, those strongholds, those things that are, that are hindering our society. Those things that are, that, are, that are slowly bringing death in people's lives, in your own life. We've got to get those things out. Sometimes we've got to clean house a little bit. The key is to pick up twigs that are on fire. The reason why Moses was able to lead the nation of Israelites out of slavery was because God breathed on it. Friends, we are not the main character in this life. Church, would we make God the main character of our lives? Would we orientate our lives around Him, like a moon going around a planet? Would God just just, just be that, that weight in our lives, where we just, we just, we just go around? We just wrap our, ourselves around Him, around His Word, around His church, around worshipping of God? Would we wrap ourselves around that? Thank you for listening to this episode of the CMC Podcast. Let us know what you thought by leaving us a review. You can connect with us on social media at City Point Ministry College or head to cmc.edu.au to find out more about who we are.